I got to tell you, I got no insecurity issues when I'm interviewing football players who are two, even three times my size. But it's weird standing across from a cornerback who's an inch taller than me. I'm 6'2". Corey Trice is 6'3". As an outside corner, good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Second day of OTAs in the books over on the south side yesterday. And no, the rookie corners aren't lining up at the first team slots. That's just not how it works in Mike Tomlin's world at OTAs. The same way Broderick Jones isn't lining up as the first team left tackle. Neither Trice nor Joey Porter Jr., the 32nd overall pick and, you know, kind of a first rounder. Uh Uh-uh. Not them either. Nobody. Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace holding down those chores. But for how much longer? I say this with absolutely zero disrespect, obviously, for the great Peterson, for Wallace, an established NFL starter. But at some point or other, Porter's going to get on that field. It might be situational. It might take an injury. It might just be having a stupendous training camp. But am I the only one that's looking at this as if here's Porter, who's a taller and longer corner than most, who's a press corner, who gets in the receiver's face, who can handle anybody in island-level coverage? And then here's Trice, who comes with the same skill set, who's just a little bit taller And if you have two of them operating similarly, not identically, but similarly on opposite ends, and they take away, they just rub out two critical options for the opponent's offense, then you're playing nine-on-nine football. And not even really, because again, you've taken away not one, but two prime options. That's that's tantalizing. And never mind the impact potentially that it has on Minka Fitzpatrick, because that's what they keep telling these kids. That's what I've heard from both of them. They they understand that if they do their jobs, Minka does his. And if Minka does his, then the number of interceptions that they might or might not have had in college, whether it was Porter at Penn State or Trice at Purdue, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Your side's got the football. You don't care who's got it. You're still running to the other end zone posing for a picture. I didn't have a chance to catch up with Trice at the rookie minicamp a couple of weeks ago, focused on other targets there. But I did have a good talk with him at this OTA session. And I want to play you some of that, uh, beginning with what it must have been like to just watch himself fall in this draft when he knew he knew what his pedigree was 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it was like, you know, it was, it was, was, was kind of hard for me, to be honest, you know. Um, it was just watching, uh, watching me fall, you know, every round, you know, every second. You know, have my family around. It's like I was letting everybody down, but, you know, whenever I got my name called. You didn't called, do anything. I know, I know. But, you know, whenever I got my name called, you know, that's when I just grabbed for the opportunity and just ready to put in the work. What can you bring here, other than being 6'3", other than being a press corner? What, what can you bring to the Steelers? Uh, really just a guy that, uh, that really just going to make plays on the ball and just have fun and you know, bring my own energy. Yeah, when you when you look at the, the way Joey plays, it seems kind of a similar style, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, can you imagine the two of you being a pairing for this team for a long time? Oh yeah, definitely, man. I feel like we've been uh, here for a long time, just keep you know, trying to make each other uh, better and keep making plays. I have to ask you because of the stuff, everything, to people talk about the knee and the ankle and everything else here. Unless I missed something, you played football in 2022, right? Yeah. Okay, so. What, what exactly would have been the issue? I mean, are you fine? Are you healthy? Oh, yeah, I'm healthy, ready to go, man. You know, everything just happened for a reason. You know, I guess the team, I just... A brace, no nothing? No, no nothing. You, know? you did have it for, at times last season, though, Yeah, right? I did. Yeah, I did uh, the first two games, then I took it off. But, you know, teams uh, really just like what they like. And, you know, I guess I didn't fit. But, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers took, took a chance on me. So, you know, you're ready to capitalize on the opportunity. And that makes you appreciate them probably all the more, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good stuff. You got got to love anytime you hear uh, humility like that from. Uh, well, you can call him now a professional athlete, but someone who is, you know, even when he's in college, is a, a star, a big man on campus. You know, people know who you are, and for him to say that he's sitting there watching that draft, feeling like he's everybody else down. You heard what I said back to him, like you didn't do anything, and he's like, yeah, but that's how it felt. Uh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I, I like the character of a lot of these guys that they've they've brought into this room, whether that's from the draft, whether that's from free agency. Um, I know that stuff doesn't matter to everybody. You know, who cares if he's a nice guy? Can he play? Uh, who cares if he's humble or cocky or whatever? Can he play? But it does make for a healthier assimilation. And over the course of time, that stuff does add up. It does matter. Do I think you're going to see two rookies at the outside corner slots this season? No, I do not. I can't imagine that there's anyone associated with the Steelers who does outside, of course, from those two individuals. But that doesn't mean you don't begin building toward it. It doesn't mean you don't begin planting the seed mentally for both of them to have that mindset. Kind of fun, right? When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. comes from John Matthews, and he says, I'm genuinely super stoked, DK, to see what this offensive line can do together. My question is, on paper, do the Steelers have the best group in the AFC North? And if they do, what do you expect from the running game? I, I don't know if they have the best group. You have... Three teams 
right now. Yes, even including Cincinnati anymore, where not only have they been together longer, and Cincinnati, of course, went and picked up, oh, you know, Orlando Brown for four years and $64 million to protect Joe Burrow's blindside. Between these three teams, the other three teams, you've also got a dynamic where they've been in play with their running back longer. So if it sounds like you're just getting to whether or not the Steelers are going to have one of the better running groups, uh, we, we can't have that answer. I, I can't have that answer. Because we've seen, if we're being honest here, nine games of this rushing attack being what it can be. And that's, of course, in large part to Najee Harrison, Jalen Warren, and also the offensive linemen who were involved. As I mentioned on yesterday's show, Dan Moore and Kevin Dotson were part of that too. And... Let's not pretend that, you know, even though everyone uh, has every reason to presume that Broderick Jones will eventually be a superior left tackle to Moore, that Isaac Salmalu has all the pedigree in addition to all the reputation over Dotson, that they'll just parachute in and have the same impact in the exact same way right off the bat. It might take some time. It certainly took that group last year some time. Uh, Najee is not the most conventional runner, and Najee will be the first to tell you himself, and it's something that he shared with me, that it took him a while, like half the season, to figure out the way that he needed to run behind the guys that he had in front of him. He felt, and maybe he was just being modest, that he needed to make more adjustments than they did. He needed to run harder, hit the holes faster. He he would tell me he'd see Warren go out there on the field doing it and thinking, oh, that's, now that's what I need to be doing. And, and then the line would feed off that and turn. My point is here, it, it's not going to be instant. It's not going to be something where you just know right after that first game against the 49ers. You're just not. You're just not going to know. But do I think this group has the capability to be the best in the division? Yes. Yes. Because I still haven't mentioned the six man, (laughs) the left edge of that offensive line. That, of course, being Darnell Washington. And then if you mix into that, that the Steelers have a couple of good blocking wide receivers as well. And if you can come up with some creative plays and you can keep the other teams more off balance by having a legitimate passing attack that involves passing across the middle to soften that part of the defense up, ah, blah, 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 blah. It keeps going and going and going and going. But it is all connected. I think it can be a really good group. That's the best answer I've got for you. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. Tomorrow.